Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey listeners, this is Big Chief from the Bourbon Road. We are here today with Legends Bourbon Spirits USA out of Cumming, Georgia, up there by Atlanta. Just, just uh, I guess northwest of Atlanta a little bit. We got Chris Green, the Chief Marketing Officer, and Tyler Sanderlin. The he wanted to be called the Head Blender, um, but I'm gonna tell all of our listeners right now. They got some spectacular bourbon that we reviewed. Their 115 weeded bourbon. Um, if you haven't tried it and you can get a bottle, um, you better get your hands on a bottle. So to me, that right there wins you master blender. Because if you did that, was that your magic? That was my magic. Well, guys, welcome to the Bourbon Road tonight. We're going to discuss... Uh, we're going to be drinking two of your bourbons and discussing legends and how it came about and how it's going to grow and how everybody wants to get your whiskey in their hands. So, uh, you know, we like to get straight to the whiskey, though. So the first whiskey we're going to drink tonight is your Legends 87 bourbon. Do you guys want to lead me through that? Yeah, sure. Um, so our 87 bourbon is what Chris, our marketing guy, dubbed the session bourbon. So it's a really easy drinking bourbon that's meant to just be simply enjoyed it's great with a coke or old-fashioned or something like that but when i think about it i think about sitting around a campfire with your friends and you just get into it and it starts opening up more and more and before you know it the bottle's just about gone and you're you might be in trouble with your wife the next morning but uh it's a good bourbon it's um sweet on the sweeter side incredibly smooth and just a simple, easy drinking bourbon that uh, we've had a lot of success with. If you're into higher proofs, you know, I'll be honest, this might not be your jam because it is a very light, smooth bourbon. I know smooth is one of those taboo words, but that's what comes to mind when people drink the 87. I get some yeah, fresh pizzas on the nose on this. Yeah, it's definitely got the floral and the fruit in it. Now, as soon as you said uh, floral, I'm going to throw out my old country boy honeysuckle on that. You know, you're walking down that country yeah. road a little bit, that honeysuckle. But still, I still get that fresh peaches, you know, not peach pie, but uh, like you cut open a fresh peach or you, your mom's can some peach out of that old mason jar. Um, I might even pour some of this on top of some peaches and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife that, uses uh, 87 for uh, recipes. She'll, she, I, every time I bring a bottle home, I never get to drink it because she's already started blending it with brownies and making ice cream out. I'm like, come on. But it, 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 the sweetness in the bourbon, the, the honeysuckle, the vanilla, the, it blends so well uh, as an easy drinker. But as a recipe, you can pour it in just about damn near anything. And it's just beautiful. It just uh, it accents it. Now, Tyler, was that your mind behind that, that your thought process behind when you blended this? 
Yeah, it was just, you know, kind of this is our standard bourbon. It's our entry-level bourbon just to make it a really just approachable and uh, an easy drinker, you know, um, a yep. little lighter on the on the fruit side. So people who are coming into bourbon, you know, this isn't going to abuse them. You know, it's not going to tear the palate up. It's not going to be a flamethrower or something like that. So that was kind of our process behind this, just making a really just high 80s, you know, it's at 87 proof and just making it a really approachable solid bourbon that can be used it's not it's priced where you don't feel guilty if you put it in a cocktail and it's good enough to be right. drinking you know it kind of covers the spectrum and what's the price on this bottle uh right now we just actually lowered it down to 29.99 uh we were about 33 34 and then we decided um we had a lot of push behind it and we were getting a lot of interest and uh the sales were going well but the number one thing we heard was it needs to be close to about 30 bucks and so we made the decision twenty nine ninety nine is where it needs to be. Um, and that's where it's at the market right now. So that's super respectable out of a craft distillery. Um, and are you guys producing this yourselves or is this sourced? This is uh, MGP sourced. Uh, we proudly tell everybody where it comes from. We even put it on the bottle. It's one of the big taboos that uh, distilleries, uh, a lot of distilleries are being known for, which is they're hiding where their juice is being distilled. We literally put it on the side of the bottle. It says distilled in Indiana. And if anybody in the industry knows anything about Indiana, that is where MGP juice comes from. And they are one of the best uh, master distillers uh, out there. And we want the best juice that we can get a hold of to quantum purify it with our technology. Yeah, there's there's definitely nothing wrong with sourcing. A lot of companies out there are doing that, and I'm glad you guys are uh, transparent about that. Now, what's the mash bill on this? Uh, It's 21% rye, 75% corn, 4% barley malt. It's considered a high rye. Anything above, I think, what, 18 19% is considered high rye. Um, But then we uh, do it in uh, small batches and then uh, proof it down to 87%. So, which is why it's a super easy drinking bourbon. It doesn't have that bite, but it has all the sweetness. So a little bit of the, that caramel finish on the back, vanilla almost, little honey. I dubbed it the session bourbon because 90% of our customers that buy this 87, the bottle doesn't last. They pop the cork, they throw it in the trash, and they just kill the bottle. It is so easy to drink. Well, guys, I say cheers to you. Thank you so much for sharing your whiskey with me. I'm going to go ahead and taste some of this. All right. Cheers. Very sweet on that front end. Last night we were at, at dinner and my wife was eating a dessert and uh, she said this has got a light spice on it. And I get a little hint of ginger on this. Just a tad bit. The ginger can have a real light spice to it. I'd sure. usually say white pepper, but after she said that, I was like, man, that is that's spot on on some bourbon I drink. So um, I still get those fresh peaches, though. I love it. It's nice and light. I feel just a tad of a little Kentucky hug, but not a giant Kentucky hug. No, this is a little bit of a warmth, um, but it's not until you get to the hundred and especially the one fifteen is where you get that, that true Kentucky hug. Oh, that second sip of that is like just coating my mouth for 87 proofer. That's all I'm drinking that uh, peach, peach syrup little bit <laughs> um that's how it, it's that sweet and that viscous yeah. for 87 proof i'm so surprised that it's that viscous and oily 
I mean, if, yeah, if you if you just swirl the the bourbon around the glass, the legs that are on this would be in an eighty-seven. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. It really does hug the the inside of the glass. And how can you do that with the price? And we don't chill filter it, so that's one reason why you got because you know it's eight at eighty-seven proof. It's below the flock point, so um, a lot of people chill filter at that point. But being where we are and just our capacity, we decided. And we just didn't want to strip it and make it a real thin whiskey. We wanted to keep oil. Yeah. So um, that was just a decision we made. Is like, let's keep the whiskey as natural and as too close to what it should be as possible. So Absolutely. let's let's get into the, the story of Legends. How did, how did Legends start? Well, that's a long one, <laughs> uh, but I'll make it short. <laughs> so, um, so we're owned by Spirit USA, right? That's the parent company, the LLC. And it's been around for since 2007. It's had a few brands. And Legends launched. We launched Legends in March of 2020 when we went public. So just in time to not do anything is really what happened. Because, you know, as a three-tier state, Georgia, um, we have to legally use a distributor to go to restaurants or package stores. And with March, with everything shutting down all around the world, our distributor said, listen, we just can't launch a new product. So we sat there for probably two and a half months with our stuff wrapped, ready to go, sitting on the loading dock. So uh, it's it's been a it's been a fun year and a half for sure getting out of that situation. But Legend started really, um, for me, the way I get into it is my stepfather's Kenny May. And he actually started Connecticut Ridge uh, Whiskey the Clyde May whiskey in Alabama back in the late nineties. And I sold out his shares out of it probably by the mid to early two thousands. And he wanted to stay in the bourbon business and wanted to stay in the whiskey business. So he was kind of shopping around and he wound up meeting Michael Gerard, who is the CEO of the company now in coming Georgia. And they wanted to put together a partnership, kind of had this idea of some new ways to sort of finish whiskey so blend, uh, an idea of blending the traditional ways, like we're aged in barrels. We don't take it out of the barrel and try to do any kind of financing like that. And then but finishing it with some newer technologies that are exploring. And one of my stepfather's good friends back home is a food mechanical genius. He's got about 40 something patents in the food development industry. They put their heads together and that's what kind of come with quantum purity. So quantum purity is sort of the nexus of what uh, Spirits USA is. And from there, we are legends and we use that quantum purity by Spirits USA to finish it. So for us, again, we're not um, distilling on site as much as other people and all this stuff. So for us, really, it's the process. We can get juice from any good distiller and make it ours through the process that we use to finish it. So you have that bourbon background with your stepdad, which is a well-known bourbon out there with that Clyde Mays name, right? Right. Um, some people said it has apple peels in it, but still a well-known Alabama-style whiskey. But you brought that over. Take me through that that quantum process of really what that does without okay. giving away your trade secrets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it is a patent process that we own. Um, and what it is is, so for instance, our bourbon, right? Our bourbon will go into a charred new oak barrel just as regulations require, as we would do. And it'll sit there and age, right? So our bourbons are, you know, aged. Traditionally aged. Yeah, traditionally aged from two to four years. So they sit there just like any other bourbon in the world, right? We're not cheating that process. You can't legally, and we wouldn't if we could. So we take it out of the barrel, and then 
depending on if it's the 115 or the 100, you know, we'll add the water and blend it and then into the process it goes. And quantum purity is just a mechanical, non-chemical operation that removes mostly methanol from the bourbon without stripping flavor or color or mouthfeel. So, you know, when you got your runs, you're running your steel, you get the four shots, which we know is the stuff that makes people go blind and sick and all that. You know, it's mostly methanol. And but then you get your hearts, which is ethanol, but there's still methanol in it. There's legal limits, right? So if you're running a clean steel, you're still getting some of that methanol in there. Uh, we're able to take that an additional down to about 50%. So we're able to remove what's left by about 50%. And what it does is it just makes a really smooth bourbon that brings the flavors forward and taps down a lot of that sort of burn, you know, the ethanol, like back of your throat on fire kind of stuff. So we're able to just basically, I kind of like, you got white noise and we're able to just tap that down and let the flavor shine through. And that's without using traditional filters, without using any kind of chemical process and without really stripping color or flavor. A lot of people out there might ask, uh, Hey, isn't that, cheating and nobody else doing that i'll tell you i've been in i don't know how many distilleries i can't count them and folks unless they're pouring it straight in a bottle from the barrel um let's say mictors they've got a monstrous filtration system before it ever gets in the bottle so don't think that those giant distilleries aren't putting your whiskey through a giant some type of a filter uh, Absolutely. so this this new process if you're taking somewhat in turn, you're taking the headache out of the bottle. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things we're doing. So we're just making a cleaner process without having to really re- redistill. And oh, um, yeah. it really shows up in our vodka as well. We've got an incredible vodka that is as good as I'd put it up there with any vodka. on the, We call it the Legends Challenge. And it really shines. It's a little easier to tell in the vodka because it's such a clean, we really, I mean, our vodka, there's hardly no nose, and there's really hardly any taste. It's just a straight-up vodka. We don't say that yeah, dirty well, word on our podcast. I know. <laughs> we know, I know. I'm just messing yeah. with you. We do. Yeah. I'm, hey, in Mexico, that's what I drink is vodka. I mean, hey, there's sometimes, it, vodka, you know? sometimes it's too <laughs> damn hot to drink bourbon, so you got to have a, a mixer drink. But um, So your bourbon and your vodka and your stuff, all of it goes through that process, and it, it really, in layman terms, it's taking that headache, it's taking that hangover out of it. It'd be even better for me because I don't get hangovers. I never have. I don't know why. No. I mean, I've had a couple of had a couple rough days in my life. You know, I could probably count on my hand where I woke up and I was like, God almighty, I regret last night. Um, but I haven't had one of those in a long time. Uh, yeah. A real long time. Yeah, and legally, we can't say you don't get a hangover. We just say you can take back the morning. Well, that, and, that that's a beautiful. And here's the thing that this is that the, the whole no hangover thing. That's an after. Uh, effect of something that we were designing. We had no intention of that ever happening, right? The whole idea of the technology was to allow the flavor to come forward and take all that, as Tyler says, white noise. It's the methanol, butanol, ethyl acetate is the main things that we take out. And by doing so, by removing all that high heat, now what it's allowing is a young bourbon. So we're talking young bourbons here. We're not going to tell customers we got a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, 10-year-old bourbon. We're working with two to four. So when most young bourbons have that high heat because the methanol hasn't had time to actually disperse naturally, you know, there's a reason why a 15-year-old bourbon is smooth. 
that dreaded word that everybody hates. But it's because over time, it's got it's settled down. That methanol, that butanol's actually dispersed out of the barrel. Um, believe it or not, there is actually gases that release out of the barrel. Um, so we're taking a young bourbon and we're able to polish it and just uh, allow that young flavor to come through, which is full of flavor when you remove that high heat. Um, to go back on what you were just saying about every distillery has a gigantic filtration system, 100% true. And what they also have, not all of them, but there's quite a few of them, they all have gimmicks. They all, especially in the in the vodka world, uh, where it's all passed over diamonds or through the butthole of a unicorn. There's all <laughs> there's some stupid gimmick out there that they use to say they filter, filtered the product. Well, what we have is scientific facts. We don't have a gimmick. We actually back up what we created by sending it to a lab and we sh- and it's on our website. We'll put it against Bullet, Maker's Mark, and Woodford Reserve. And you we, we actually show the, the results of the impurities that we remove. And it is shocking, absolutely shocking what is left over as far as the methanol and the butanol uh, side of it. It is it's amazing. As you can tell from my accent, I am not from uh, from America. I'm English, right? Only in America would they approve methanol at high levels to consume. Uh, nowhere else in the world would they allow it. What they do here, but you know, I thought I thought you were say going to say only in America would they allow bourbon to come out of unicorn's butthole. That's what I thought he was about to say. <laughs> I just I knew Tyler. That's no. what he's going to say. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, it's just the whole thing. If it's good enough to power a NASCAR, then it must be good enough to drink, right? Yeah. And hey, I mean. And, that, and that's the whole, you know, that's the whole thing. So we, we figured out a way with our technology to really tone down that methanol, that butanol, that ethyl acetate. And all that's left now is this beautiful, clean, pure bourbon and vodka that you get to enjoy the flavor without any of that burn. Well, let's talk about you two guys for a second. Now, Tyler, you kind of hinted that you've got that background from your stepdad in Clyde, Clyde Mays, right? Is that where you got your background and you learned your art of blending? Yeah, yeah. I was exposed to whiskey at a young age. <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, legally, or maybe not. But uh, yeah, so it's just been around for, it's been around my life for quite quite a long time, you know, 20 plus years. So. Uh, and you know, just and my unfortunately my stepfather's not with us anymore. He passed in sixteen. And that's kind of where I really entered the story is I wanted to sort of do my part to bring it home for our family, for our you know, our interest in this venture. I wanted to kind of see it home. So I was actually living in New Orleans for the last several years. So I would drive up to my parents' home in Troy, Alabama, spend the night and then come up to come in Georgia on Saturday mornings and we'd work on our process work on our batches and all that and then i'd burn it back to new orleans sunday and be back in work on monday morning <laughs> well that's that tough about, right there did that for about four years now when you start blending something you know how many let's say how many barrels are you putting into this batch right here of like 87 how many barrels are you guys putting so into something when we, like this when we small batch the 87 it's 10 barrels so 10 barrels at a time you probably cherry picking some bot barrels yeah, I mean, there's a little bit a, here, a little bit there. Yeah, you know, the longer we've been at it, and the, me being on site has helped out a lot. Me being in the 
uh, in the place uh, 40 hours a week plus instead of driving up for the weekends has helped us get more consistent for sure. But yeah, there's a flavor profile we're going for. Um, we'll blend through it. And uh, um, like we say, I know small batch is one of those words that can mean anything, but for us, small batches is 10 barrels. So we are truly thanked. I, I think that's pretty small <laughs> for a small batch. So there is going to be a little bit of swing because 10 barrels, it's hard to be consistent with 10 barrels completely on point, you know, with, uh, I I don't have racks and racks of barrels to cherry pick from, you know, we do have limited sure because we're a startup. So, but, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. We just go through 10 barrels and then we add our water to make it 87 proof and blend it over several days. Now, Chris, like you said, you got that, that accent, heck, I don't, I can't say nothing because I got an accent too. So everybody, I used to live up Maine. I was walking through the grocery store and this, this lady's like, you talk funny. And I was like, you think I talk funny? Imagine what I'm thinking. <laughs> everybody here talks funny. <laughs> so you could say the same thing to people down there. Um, but give me your background, Chris. What's, what's your background? So my background, actually, uh, I've, I've been in marketing and design for, most of my life right out of uh, high school. Uh, I got into graphic design at a young age. I was a musician, professional musician for a while. And while I was on the road, I was doing graphic design to pay the bills because music does not pay the bills. Um, and then I started, uh, I got my degree uh, in, in a Bachelor of Arts and Marketing, and I actually worked for the PGA. So I was in the golf industry for actually 15 years doing the FedEx Cup and the Nationwide Tour. I was doing a lot of the marketing for that. Um, I also did a lot of marketing in the marathon industry, um, designs for the Boston Marathon, New York, the Atlanta Peach Race, um, and then Spartan was one of my biggest clients that I worked for, Spartan Races. So uh, my background is mostly design. Uh, About six years ago, I met Michael at one of his pubs. Um, I also run soccer clubs here in Atlanta, and um, I was at his pub, and he started teasing me about legends about this new process he's got this technology he's got the people he's working with and uh he said he's in dire need of marketing and so i just told him i was like man when you're ready to pull the trigger on this i've done the same thing now for going on 15 years i'm i've you know being english i've done my fair share of drinking it's about time it started making me money um, so I'd, I'd like to be a part of this. And he called me two and a half years ago and said, we're ready. Come on board. Let's get going. Uh, so, uh, I hung up my PGA, uh, background. I said enough of that. I don't want the corporate world anymore. And we became an owner, um, myself and Tyler, are both owners into legends distillery also. Um, and we, we just hit the ground running. Um, I redesigned all the labels. I didn't like what we had. Uh, Tyler can vouch for that. What we had originally, they were not good. And uh, we just started out uh, really just redesigning everything that Legends was and trying to build a brand around the word Legends, which is um, amazing that we were able to trademark that. Uh, I I couldn't believe that it wasn't taken by somebody. I like your bottle. Um, But but first, I I was thinking, you know, you you talked about that unicorn. Did you... Did you have a little unicorn that you showed him and like, man, I'm going to show you why you need to hire me. I got this little unicorn and he's <laughs> magical. No, <laughs> I've been thinking about that for a second now. Uh, but in your label, I could tell that, that you're, this is your label because 
I hate to tell you, but there is no American guy out there, no American man or marketer is going to put share neat with it, neat on the rocks, share with a mate, share with a mate. So actually. <laughs> That isn't me. That is Michael. Uh, our really? CEO is from Sydney, Australia. Uh, so um, we, 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 as legends, as spirits, you would say, we've got this melting pot of Australian, English, Irish, South African, good old Troy, Alabama, and Connecticut. And so we got this really cool, just melting pot of nationalities and, you know, and uh, expats. Michael was insistent because of where he's from, being from Australia, that we put mates on the bottle. Um, I didn't mind being English. It didn't bother me. Uh, I think it's kind of cool if you actually look at the bottle where it says that we're 100% American owned because we are, we're all uh, American citizens. But then it also says some with accents. And there's a reason for that, obviously, because we all, um, when you come visit Legends Distillery, there's only one American accent there pretty much all the time, and that is Tyler. <laughs> so, now, t- Tyler, what do you, what's your take on that? Is- well, I can tell you, I'm, I'm a football guy. I grew up playing and watching football my whole life. I'm from Alabama, obviously. So and, you like Auburn? Uh, I actually went to Auburn, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and I used to work for Auburn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, these guys get to talk about soccer, and I just tell them, I say, I know you're speaking English, but I do not know what you're saying. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm there with you. Uh, we have a big soccer guy in our office, and uh, we have this debate all the time. And today he wanted to watch soccer. And I said, uh, here's the thing. I was like, and Chris, you're just going to have to bear with me for a second. Sure. But I said, if we didn't have baseball, if we didn't have college sports, if we didn't have basketball, all the sports that America has, I was like, we would dominate the world in soccer. There's no doubt in my mind. But we got this little thing called football that, that takes yeah. up a bunch of athletes. <laughs> that's Mike Hyatt's take on it. Big Chiefs, you listeners out there, you can get mad at me saying that, but that's just how I feel. I, I live over here in Shelbyville, Kentucky. That's where I live at. <laughs> and there's yeah. something just to, to our, like our jobs. Like Chris is the marketing guy, and I'm the just you know blender guy and all that. But those are loose titles. We're a five man operation, and two guys are on the road as salesmen. So I like just last two weeks we've been carpenters. We built our own bar for our tasting room, and uh, I'm, I'm a excellent floor sweeper in the warehouse. Yep, and Chris uh, is great at breaking stuff. So, you know, we well, that's, that's what it takes, right? It's a team effort, team concept. Yeah. Uh, most craft distilleries are like that. Uh, they're just helping each other out. They're trying to build the American dream. Um, and I, I think to me that even more American, if you got somebody from Austria, if some, somebody from England that came here, they f- found that American dream and latched onto it and have made something of themselves and show what, uh, an immigrant immigrant really can do. I mean, does it get any truer yeah. than that? Um, you're and you're working, and you got a good old boy from T. Roy, Alabama, uh, <laughs> with his Auburn education, uh, leading the way with his with his blending and stuff, with his whiskey background. I mean, that's to me that that is the American dream. That's what it's all about, right there. You're producing America's native spirit there. You put some other stuff out there, but this is what we're here for is that that bourbon whiskey and stuff. Um, yep. and now in the future, this is some great whiskey, but is there, are you guys going to start distilling yourself and laying down your own barrels? 
we're, we're working on it. It's, it's really yeah. the finances. I mean, it's not, a, you know, what's the old saying? The way you make a small fortune in distilling is start with a large fortune. Uh, yeah. It's really, I mean, last year kicked our butts as far as the financial plans that we have. Because, uh, I mean, we looked at half a year without really selling any, anything. So, um, and then right. we just been, we've been behind the eight ball since then. We have, uh, one for bad time and we'd have no time in at all in this company. It seems like sometimes, but, uh, we're working on it. We're, uh, you know, we're pricing. It's not going to be cheap. The facility we have is not really the best for it. So we've got a lot of hurdles to come overcome, you know, and, you know, we've had these conversations with supply chain and, you know, trying to source stuff and, there's a million other people out there trying to buy the same stuff you're doing. So the prices are going up and the, just the feasibility of the current where we're at, but it's all, all in the plans. And it's just really just, you know, building and getting the, getting on our, uh, you know, getting on a even footing before we start the next venture for sure. But, uh, it's definitely well, I, something we're pursuing. Well, and, and I agree. The, the thing is, you know, we, we, we started outsourcing barrels. We started outsourcing GNS and we're turning it into world-class spirits, right? We, we won 27 awards in our first full calendar year. We became Georgia's most awarded distillery based on sourced barrels, sourced GNS. So if we can, and now by winning, especially the Ascot Award, being the best weeded bourbon, being the top three, beating out well of foolproof and only losing to one vote to Stag Junior, um, that just put us on the map. So now we're getting all these distilleries from North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, who are all wanting us to come fly out, meet with them to source barrels from them. So we, we, we could go down the road of distilling our own bourbon, but if we can go to multiple distilleries and source the best product that you can possibly find and then quantum purify it and en enhance it even more, we're going to take advantage of that. We, you know, we we've been begging for barrels. Now we have distilleries literally banging down our door saying we have barrels for you. This technology is something special. It is it's put us on the map. It's put Georgia on the map as far as distilleries go. Um, and we we've got a lot of interest from some of the big names. Um, I know Mike and I, we talked about it. I've, I've dropped the name. I won't say it on the podcast, but we had secret shoppers that have come through and they're very interested in the technology. So we're on the map right now. And I, I feel like what the business plan that we have, it's working and we can only grow that. If we start distilling our own, I, do, I think it's uh, it's going to slow down the progress that we may have already made. So uh, I and I'll say we'll do it in the future, but I think for right now, I think what we've got, the plan that we have is working perfectly. And if I can get paid to go crawl over barrel houses across the United States and pick out 10 or 20 barrels here and there, I'll be a pretty happy guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that, that's the dream job, right? Well, on the second half, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get into your uh, Legends 100 bourbon. I got some other questions for you about the future of legends, about your labels, about all kinds of stuff. So listeners hang with us. Uh, we'll be right back with legends. You don't forget to check out our giveaway. Your last day is tomorrow. You want to check that out. That's with old salt coffee company, two pounds of their coffee, two of their coffee cups. And of course, the bourbon road is going to throw in some Buffalo trace 
bourbon cream to put in that coffee. So check that out. Just all you got to do is go on Instagram, find that post, follow Old Salt Coffee Company, follow the Bourbon Road. That's pretty easy. Tag three of your friends. If you really want a second entry into that, all you got to do is join our private Facebook group, The Bourbon Roadies. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast, and uh, it'll get you an extra entry. Well, you know, you can't drink whiskey without glassware. And Mike and I are extremely pleased to have a sponsor like Premium Bar Products. Premium Bar Products offers direct-to-consumer the finest whiskey glasses, cocktail glasses, and bar tools with your own personal engraving. I mean, you can write anything you want on these glasses. Anything from a company logo to a personal statement. And there are no minimum orders. Their direct consumer platform offers you the opportunity to purchase small quantities of your favorite glass shapes that enhance the pleasure of enjoyment and drinking of whiskey and make it all very positive. They offer the absolute finest trending and handmade glasses as well as a comprehensive range of styles. And all of their items have been designed with purpose, practicality, and longevity in mind. So if you're a bourbon or whiskey group and you need custom logos, you need to reach out to Premium Bar Products. If you're an individual, you just want a few for your bar to impress your friends, to give out as gifts, you need to call Premium Bar Products. They need to be your one and only source for custom glassware. I can tell you right now, the Bourbon Road, that's who we use. Janie and Carson and the team there at Premium Bar Products will take care of you. They'll treat you like family, and they'll take care of you with every order. All right, listeners, we are back with Legends Bourbon Spirits USA out of Cumming, Georgia. Now, on the second half, uh, Chris and Tyler, we're going to be drinking your Legends 100 Bourbon. So run me through this real fast. Mash bill price. Um, Tell me all about it. All right, so this is our Legends 100. Um, this is probably actually my favorite to make because what it is is just a blend of two barrels. So it's a double barrel blend, and uh, I get to go through all of our barrels and pick out which two gets blended. So it's a, it's a hard day at the work when I go through and pull all my samples for that day. But uh, so it's a hundred proof. It's um, it's again, it's a high rye. Uh, you get a little. It's it's more of a mature bourbon. We call it our flagship bourbon. You're still going to start getting uh, a little bit more of the rye spice in it, less sweetness on the palate. Still some sweets from the corn there for sure, but you start picking up notes like kind of like that, uh, more of a, that finished leather smell that you can get with some bourbon or a little bit of tobacco maybe. Uh, definitely some more oak in there, a little bit more oak from the uh, barrel, and it's just a really solid, balanced bourbon. Kind of tastes really traditional when you think of a good bourbon it's not going to be crazy tilted one way or the other it should be really balanced and and uh just delicious and it's a fun process to make that so i'm getting that oak on this um i'm definitely getting some kettle corn or some some uh deep caramel corn like cracker jacks a little bit of nuttiness on it just a tad bit i get the little bit of t- that pipe tobacco on this, just that tad bit. It yeah, definitely a little bit of like a brown sugar or toasted or, you know, kind of like 
like you say, like kettle corn or Cracker Jack, that caramel kind of flavor. And I know I'm going to make my listeners happy right here. I get a little bit of Fruit Loop cereal on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give this sucker a taste. All right, go at it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. That is a bourbon right there. I get a little bit of that nuttiness on it. Definitely, maybe out of that, like Cracker Jacks, you know, how that uh, caramel corn will have some peanuts in it and stuff. I'm getting that right there, that caramel, that little bit of leather, like you said, that warm, maybe a worn, like saddle leather. You could smell that in a, in a, in a barn. I love the spice, that high spice of the rye with the oak to me is, is what makes this my favorite. Now, I'm not getting a whole bunch of spice on this. I do get a little bit of just a tad bit of sweetness, but as it rolls back, it kind of opens up, starts popping. Uh, me and Jim always says pop rocks, you know, yep. you'll put pop rocks in your mouth and it just doesn't go right away, but it takes a second. Um, I get the spice in the front, but not in the back. The spice is in that immediate sip. That's where I get that almost like a pepper. It hits me on the palate and then just mm. then goes sweet on the back for me. I don't see. I don't get that right there. I just get that. It is no just problem. hit that mid palate slides back. Less Kentucky hug on this one, though, uh, than that first one. And maybe because that was my first bourbon of the day, I'm not positive. Uh, this is setting a little bit easier. I get this as more traditional, a little bit higher proof at 100 proof. Yep. Um, the double barrel is kind of confusing. I think that would be confusing to a lot of people, right? Because you're talking about the marriage of just two barrels. You're not taking bourbon and putting it into a brand new barrel, a toasted yeah, it's barrel. Not double, it's just it's a not double, double cast. Double yeah. I just wanted to point that out for our listeners and you, yeah. you do make it clear on there, but it does say double barrel. And I would have thought that means it's been rebarreled. Um, but I don't get that toasted. I don't get that toasted marshmallow on this, but you just took a two magic barrels, um, pick those out and married them together. Yep. A stool. So every, really every batch, this is a true small batch. Every batch of this is going to be totally different. Yeah. I mean, I try to, Keeping it within the window of sort of our, the flavor profile that won uh, at the big at the Sips Award last year. We had a, what was it, best in class? Best of class platinum. Yep. And uh, so I try to keep it. But, yeah, there's definitely going to be swing because it's only two barrels. So there's definitely going to be a swing. And I've done a – recently did a uh, private blend off of that. So and it was just – it's out there. It's not like any other 100 we've put in. And we – I really uh, pulled 10 – Barrel, I pulled 14 and I knocked it down to eight barrels and uh, really married two really distinct barrels together. Two almost unicorns, to be honest with you. So that private blend we did was I just let it kind of let this one be a standalone. It's really kind of outside the box of our normal 100 uh, profile. Yeah, we, we did 36 blends of the uh, the barrels. What was it? Five hours? We spent yeah. with the it was eight barrels that gave us two barrels that gave us 36 combinations, and we went up with a two thirds blend of two barrels. It's beautiful. So, Chris, let me ask you, and you might have said this before, but I maybe I didn't catch it. Legends, the name Legends, where did the name Legends come from exactly? That is from our uh, CEO, Michael. Um, both myself and him are, are huge. We call it football. You call it soccer. Uh, but we're both uh, into the European Premier League. He was watching a television show about uh, Arsenal, which is his team, right? And there was a player that came on the television that was a uh, considered a legend of Arsenal. 
And he was sitting there and, he, you know, he's got this quantum purity technology. He's got Spirits USA. He's trying to bring out a new brand. The I'm not on board yet. So, you know, he's, he's trying to think of this uh, idea for a name by himself. The, the name Legend just seemed to just click. And so he went on his phone immediately. He was like, there's no way that can be available as a brand here in the U.S., a Legends brand. And he couldn't believe it. It, it was actually available. And so he snatched it up immediately, got it trademarked. And what we the, and the goal is, it still is today, uh, we want to create a legend for every state that we launch in. And so, for instance, every single state in, in the United States has a legend from that state, right? A staple from that state. So we want to go, we want to have a Georgia legend. We want to have a Tennessee legend. We want to have a Kentucky legend. Um, it's something that we can brand. It's something we can grow with. We can have a lot of fun with it. And it's such a good name to put on a whiskey, a you know, toast to a local legend, give a gift to a legend. It is so easy to market. It's not even funny. It just writes itself. So this is the only thing I'll beat you up on your guys' entire <laughs> bourbon bottle, which to me, it you could you could put pink roses all over the sucker and uh, with a unicorn with flowers flying out of its butt and stuff. And <laughs> all that would matter is um, what's inside that bottle is the whiskey, right? To me. Right. I, I've said that a hundred times over and over. Um, but marketing does work. This is the only thing I'm going to beat you up on. Bring and it. I, I don't know why I can't stand this. I just, it bothers me. Um, but. I don't like people when they put their awards on labels. I don't. I just it's uh it's just something about me. I don't know. Um, I I get the neck tags and stuff like that, uh, but you left the legends their your logo off this bottle right here. Um, you know that's a it's a beautiful logo. And so you put your, your you put your sip awards on there. And I, I get it. hey, you're proud words. of it. You're it proud a, of it. So next thing I'm gonna see is the Ascot Award on there. No, no, no. We're not going down that on the uh, the one. I see Tyler. He's trying to hide his smile. <laughs> so what it came down to is a no craft distillery puts awards on their their labels, right? No major distillery puts their awards on the labels. It's something that is you go you go to the store, you look at every label. It's the same thing for the most part. The same kind of template. They they vary it, but it's the same template. Michael, our CEO, is very proud of the awards. We spend a lot of money entering these awards. Um, these are not cheap competitions to enter by any means. They're not free. You have to pay to get them, um, you know, to get into just being in the actual competition. So he wants to put it out there. I can see us down the road. Right now, we're at 27 awards. We cannot display 27 awards on a, on a label. There will be no room for even the word legends if we put every award that we've won. I see us down the road very shortly eliminating the the awards. Uh, it's put us on the map. People know our name now. We don't need to put it out there. We are multi-award winning. People already know we are multi-award winning. So eventually everything will go back to legends, our crests, Oh, see that one has the legends thing all that sip above it. So no, this this one we uh, when we first released we actually put the sip awards right on the top, and we kept this kept this original logo. When we had to re uh, re design the label for the bottle, so every every time we do a bottle uh, of the one hundred, we have to put the barrel numbers and the bottle number, so we get sure. it printed. 
uh, rather than uh, handwriting them because the printing process that we have, we can actually do that and it's way more effective, way more cost effective. So when we reprinted the labels for the next barrels that Tyler picked, Michael then said, I want the SIP awards put where the crest is. Because we He's, do hand label everything. Yeah, we hand label it. And when the CEO says he wants the, the crest on there, you put the crest on there. Well, hey, I, I, I get it. I do get it. But yeah. and it, hey, who am I? You know, I'm just a podcast guy that likes to drink whiskey. And I, I said, what's, but what's important to me is what's in the whiskey. But I would tell you, I was standing in a whiskey store one day and, and the owners knew who I was. And they, they're they not big. Uh, I wouldn't say they're giant bourbon people, but they're like that guy standing in the aisle right there. He's got a bourbon podcast. He really knows his bourbon and uh, telling his other customer. Uh, so it's said, ask him and he said, Mike, would you mind talking to her? And I said, I, I don't mind. And uh, she was like, what are all those little stickers all over the bottle? I said, well, that's awards they get. And uh, she was like, is it really that good? And I was like, I, don't, I can't tell you that. I was like, I was like, but if they won all those awards, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I, I said, it depends on who the judges are there. Absolutely. Um, I would tell you this, even if your weeder had uh, award stickers all over it, I would tell people out there that it's damn good. And I would tell them face to face, and I'm not trying to pull your chain, that this uh, Legends Bourbon 100 is uh, is, is pretty damn nice. Uh, I like it. It tastes good. Um, it's a nice sipper at 100 proof. It drinks to me like a 100 proofer. Actually, Maybe a little bit lower than that, like 96 or something. Sure. Um, a really nice sipper, a traditional bourbon. What would you say the price was on this? On average, this is anywhere between 58 to 61. It depends on where, where you go. Obviously, right now, we're only sold in Georgia. Um, but we we just launched uh, spirithub.com, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's an mm -hmm. online um, website where you can get home delivery. Uh, it's in Illinois, Nebraska, New Hampshire, and, and uh, I think uh, Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and basically, we're launching that now. So we'll be available, uh, especially in Illinois, the Chicago area. We're starting to get um, Iowa. It's now uh, coming to the table ever since we won with the uh, 115. So I, I, I see us branching out very soon. Um, but if you want the 100 right now, pretty much the only place you can get it is in Georgia. And it's anywhere between 58 and 61 bucks. Now, Tyler, I saw you smiling the whole time after I asked that question. Do you have any thoughts on that at all about the awards being on label? Or do you not care about the um, about the label itself? You really care about just the whiskey inside the bottle? Yeah, I mean, my lane is, is making sure good stuff gets in the bottle. That's really what I care about at the end of the day. But um. You know, and again, uh, neck talkers is a good option, but we haven't had the necessarily the money for neck talkers yet. You know, so we, you know, we're trying to streamline our process and every label that we redo is another money that we spent. And uh, it does take a long time to label those. So what's our average? About two pallets a day, probably maybe three, three pallets. Three if we hustle. Three if we hustle. Yeah. And you're a new company and you're, you're still – Nothing against you guys, but you're still learning the in, the industry. Even though you were in the industry, you're still really learning the industry when it comes down to it, right? Hundred uh, percent. 
You know, uh, I don't think William Lurie Weller had it figured out the, his first day. Um, no. The Beams didn't have it figured out their first day. Uh, nobody did. So two years, two years into it. Two years. Yeah, pretty much. Um, to get the accolades and the awards that you're getting and, uh, you know, to being asked to be on a podcast at two years and, and saying, Hey, we want to have you guys on. We're excited about your whiskey. We're excited about you guys. That's some, that's high praise, right? There. Uh, Fred Minnick, you know, I, I was joking about before saying, Hey, yeah. we said it first, but dang, is that some high praise from Fred saying, Hey, this is the best weed and beating out the granddaddy of weeded whiskey. Some listeners, if you didn't know that, William Larue Weller is the granddaddy of weeded yeah. bourbon, uh, not Pappy. Pappy actually worked for William Larue Weller. Um, so if you didn't know that out there, a little history fact for you. So and we lost by one vote, literally one vote to, to Stag Jr. To Stag Jr., which is, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that either. Hey, yeah. you guys, that's high praise. I, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, when we're sitting there, the taste off, you know, it's us and Buffalo Trace. You know? That's it. The two <laughs> against one Buffalo Trace. For us, that's a strange place to be, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that is. Uh, you know, I know other places like that that feel like they're going up against uh, the entire state of Kentucky and they're from out of state of Kentucky. And um, yep. you, you, you did everything right. You know, you're doing everything right. And the hard work, you said there's only five of you. In the uh, in yeah, the distillery yeah. itself, working from taking the unicorn out to go to the bathroom to sweeping up, um, <laughs> you got to do a little bit of everything, and it, it does take that right. It takes the hard work, it takes that dedication. It takes even going on a podcast like this at you know at six thirty on a Tuesday night, actually almost seven thirty now. Um, you know, putting that marketing into it. Uh, I could see that you guys are tired and, uh, but I would just say, just keep putting that hard effort into it. And, you know, good things are going to follow better, even bigger things are going to come to follow and stuff. And, uh, we'll be glad to have you on, on any time on the podcast and hopefully we can get down there and, and actually meet you guys. Or if you come up to Kentucky, absolutely. Um, you come out here to, to the Jephthah Bend farm and, uh, we'll feed you a little barbecue. I won't say no we'll to say that. that. Drink a drink a little bit of whiskey. We have a we have a tad bit of whiskey up here. Heck, we might even have some of your whiskey up here. Uh, and you know, though, Weedy King of Kentucky will always be glad to take a bottle of your uh, weeded bourbon. <laughs> so what's uh, what's next for Legends? What's next? Oh uh, well, I mean. We've, we're, we're getting our tasting room operational. That's been a big hurdle for us. Uh, start having people. It's a lot easier to sell us as a new brand if, if folks can taste it. Because the, the, uh, at the end of the day, you got you can do all the talk you want, but you got to let your product speak for itself. So getting that going, and we'll hopefully have it fully open. It's been a, one piece at a time. It's been a challenge turning a warehouse into a uh, tasting room. It's been a fun challenge. I never... Thought I'd be demoing as many walls as I have as a distillery guy, but uh, it's been it's been good. <laughs> but um, we're going to keep working on our uh, special releases. You know, um, like say the the wheat was a was a limited release. You know, we put uh, ten barrels out of that blend. Yeah. So um, we're going to keep trying to follow up. You know, we we 
hit a home run with this one. Now the world, you know, everyone's going to be watching. Can we do it again? So we're going to um, keep practicing our craft and getting better at it and keep eating humble pie as we make mistakes. Yep. Well, well, hopefully that FedEx guy or that UPS guy show up or knock on my door and be like, hey, uh, Legends sent you the Weedy King of Kentucky a bottle of their new weeded bourbon to taste. Yep. They're hoping for great things. Yeah, um, we're working a little something, something, you know. Yeah, we little we little something, something, something in the works. We we will we'll we'll send you a little something, something in in the post. We're always hey, we're we're always grateful for uh, whiskey companies to send us uh, whiskey. We love to support the craft distilleries out there. The small guy that is uh, competing with a big guy. It's that David versus Goliath kind of thing. Not that we don't love some Buffalo Trace, as you can see behind me. Sure. Um, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Loving the big guys, uh, loving the chase sometimes of getting a good bourbon. Uh, as you can see, I had a great, great bourbon show up in my house of the day and I was, I've been looking up for it for quite a while now. And I got a phone call and I got an MSRP and I was so happy to get it. That little bottle right here. I'm sure any both oh, of you yeah. would probably oh, like yeah. to have that bottle. Yeah, I saw you yeah. post that. Yeah. Me and Chris did a little dance with William LaRue Weller last week. Yeah, so So where can we find uh, you guys on social media? So our social media media handle is legends underscore spirits. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. We are launching a YouTube channel as soon as the distilleries open, and we're going to start our own YouTube um, live, which is going to be called Between the Barrels. It's going to be Tyler and I actually interviewing local musicians, local celebrities, local uh, radio media talent. One, My background, I've got a, a huge Rolodex of people that I know in and, and around Atlanta, and they're all basically supporting legends right now, and I want to bring them on at the distillery, put them on the stage, and let them tell their story about how they got where they are in the you know, whatever industry they're in. So um, we're, we're pretty heavy right now on social media especially pushing the uh, the 115 currently, uh, mainly because we get about 20 to 50 phone calls a day asking where can people buy the 115. So um, we make sure that we, we tell people, go to our website, it's spiritsusa.com, and I have it on the website where I actually have a list of every package store that carries the 115 currently. And as they sell out, I will be removing them from the list. Um, there isn't much out there right now. Uh, it's become a little bit of a allocated, uh, totally un. Yeah, we didn't see this come in. It was unplanned. Um, but everybody's seeking this 115 right now. So the package stores are selling out quick. Um, and then from there, we're, we're trying to then grow our subscriber list to bring in uh, what we call an ambassadors. Uh, these are people that want to come in and, and do private tastings. We're going to do uh, special releases for our ambassadors where Tyler comes up with some really beautiful um, signature release for him. And only the ambassadors are going to get a chance to actually sample it before anybody. Um, so we're, we're pushing people to the website heavily again at spiritusa.com. Um, but follow us on social media. We have a lot of fun. Tyler and I are goofballs. Uh, we put out a lot of stupid videos. We, we we don't mind that. I mean, it's part of the fun. 
um, you know, me and him, we're cut from the same cloth. He grew up in Troy, Alabama. I grew up in England, thousands of miles away, but we're basically the same person. Honestly, it's ridiculous. I mean, we, we have so much fun and uh, he's shaking his head right now. Yeah. Literally shaking his head like, oh, okay. Um, but no, I mean, we, we have a lot of fun at legends. We, we welcome everybody to the distillery. I mean, literally anybody, um, we were, we're an open door. We're, and we're we're literally transparent, as you you mentioned earlier. We don't mind telling people about what we do, how we do it. The only thing we can't tell you is exactly how the quantum purity works. It's patented, it's protected. Um, we have a lot of investors that will lose their minds if we told you exactly how it works. Um, but come on by the distillery anytime, and, and Mike and Jim, we we would love you guys to come down here. And if we're ever in Kentucky, we'll be calling you for sure. Well, listeners, uh, Jim will be back on two weeks or a little bit of technical difficulty at his house. So just hang with us. Maybe if you guys get your YouTube channel started, um, maybe I can get my uh, twin. He's a wrestler. Um, I'll get him on there. He is the big, bad booty daddy of bourbon. Maybe I'll bring him out. We'll see if he'll play. There you go. No, I... You guys got my love. You got my praise uh, for all three of your bourbons. Um, I think you guys are doing the great things. Um, if you're listening, make sure you go um, to Spirits USA, to Legends Bourbon. Check them out. Um, when's your tasting room going to be open? Uh, we're looking at less than a couple of months. Uh, we just built the bar. Uh, we already built the patio the deck everything that we need for that uh, we, we're currently open for what we call patio pours um so people can come in enjoy all of our bourbon all of our vodka cocktails and then we got a, a hundred around a hundred seater uh patio and deck the tasting room itself will be fully open and say in about two months all right well guys we will see you guys on down the bourbon road um like i said i appreciate you sending us bourbon i can't thank you enough for coming on and hanging with me um i wish jim could have been here with you and tasted your bourbon he's tasted it i guarantee you uh we fought over who is going to get to 115 i left it over his house and i said hey i i'm gonna be over here anyways and i'll get to taste plenty of it and it's almost all gone but your guys's good friend the bourbon whisperer said he was going to hook me up with a bottle of his barrel uh so oh, i'm pretty pick. yeah he, he had a store pick that is absolutely delicious I'm pretty excited about that, that uh, he thinks I'm uh, the weedy king of Kentucky is special enough to get a bottle of that. So I'm pretty excited about that, um, to be able to taste that. Um, I will tell you, that one, that one's good. We had a lot of fun picking that one. It was a hard day at the office. Yeah, five <laughs> hours of sampling wheat whiskey. So Yeah, yeah that, that's a tough day, right? <laughs> Absolutely. He, he actually brought a bag full of uh, comparables. And we sat there. I, I won't. I won't say who he was comparing us against, but there was about what six or seven. And uh, well, no, we readers out there, and we yeah, stacking up pretty well against them. We stacked up really well against them, and Rod was very happy at the end of it. Let's put it that way. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, listeners, you know where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, TikTok. Uh, instagram you can find us almost anywhere at the bourbon road um you can also find us on our private facebook group group the bourbon roadies uh you know us well you gotta answer three things to get in there are you 21 do you like bourbon hell yes everybody likes bourbon what's wrong with you just like it 
Andy agreed to play nice. Like we say, we don't tolerate any rudeness. I have to bring the old big bad booty daddy of bourbon out and we'll take care of that. So make sure you join that group. Um, we give 10% off all of our gear if you're a bourbon roadie for 2021. So you want to be a roadie. Check that group out. There's about 2,100 people in there right now of like-minded folks like Chris, like Tyler, um, industry folks in there, just regular old bourbon drinkers. What we want to do if you're drinking from the bottom of the shelf we want you to post those photos and not feel any pain from anybody else and beating you up so feel like that's the group you want to be in come in and join us if not hey that's fine we also ask that you would subscribe to our podcast whatever you're listening on would hit that subscribe button so you can be told next week hey these two jokers right here these two bourbon bullshitters they're on the air again with great guests doing a great review. Um, so hit that subscribe button. We'd also ask that you do that five-star review because, yes, we're that good. Yes, we are. I know I'm a big, beautiful guy. That's why I'm on a podcast and not TV. But give us that five-star review. We really appreciate those. It allows us to open the doors and have great guests on like Legends Bourbons. Um, we just love it. So do that for us. We got two shows a week. We got our craft distillery Mondays where we bring on small craft distilleries. We review their whiskey. We tell you whether we like it or not. And then we do a long uh, guest episode about an hour long. Keeps you that 30 minute drive to work, 30 minute drive back. You can listen to the bourbon bullshitters. We're not experts. We're just talking about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about bourbon. Talk about bourbon. Talk about bourbon on an episode. So listen to those those uh, interviews. Great listening. Also visit our website, thebourbonroad.com. You can go on there, find our gear, our bourbon bullshitter t-shirt, because everybody needs to have one of those, right? Everybody. We hope to see all of America wearing those in the distilleries across America. You can find our glasses. You can find our uh, hat on there. Fixing to find our shirt, other shirt on there, the Bourbon Road shirt. You can find articles, our reviews that I write. You can find Jim at jshannon63. You can find me at One Big Chief. We hope that you reach out to us. We'll see you on down the bourbon road. Bourbon, 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 bourbon.